0: I'm not sure if you've noticed, but tahini is having an it moment. Tahini is the secret sauce of the Middle East. It's made from sesame seeds, and it's been around for a very long time, like, centuries. Its quality, at least here in the United States, has varied a lot. But like all foods that are made from only one ingredient, it's the quality of that ingredient that really makes or breaks it. And let me tell you, finally, good tahini has arrived. Adina Sussman is a food writer who just spent a few months in Israel. She caught up with our managing producer, Sally Swift, to talk about why all the tahini buzz. Hey, Adina, nice to have you with us.
1: Thanks, Sally. It's great to be here.
0: Okay, so tahini. It is everywhere suddenly. So let's back up a little bit. Tell us exactly what tahini is.
1: Tahini is ideally nothing more than pure ground sesame seeds.
0: That's it? Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sesame seed is... You know, um, an ancient food, it's been cultivated in India since 5000 B.C., and there are references to it found on cuneiforms from 3500 B.C. So it's got a lot of history. Um, It's grown in different parts of the world, but the best sesame seeds come from Ethiopia, and they're called humera seeds. Mm -hmm. And you want to look for tahini made with Ethiopian seeds. So it's also interesting and important where the tahini is made specifically which country, et cetera, but also the source of the seeds. So unlike other food trends right now, you know, it's not necessarily about um, buying local. It's about buying the best.
0: Where does the flavor come from with tahini? Is it in the roasting or is it just in Um, the raw seed?
1: No, it comes from a variety of places. Um, The humera seeds specifically are prized for the soil in which they're grown. So I think there is some value in the terroir. And the soil is very rich in certain minerals and grows around other things that imbue the seeds with, with deep flavor. Uh, but yes, you know the roasting and the grinding process also impact the flavor.
0: Hmm. What should good tahini taste like, Adina? It definitely should have
1: a light and toasty sesame seed flavor, and it should definitely have a bit of a richness to it. You know, one of the reasons it's so delicious is because it is high in fat. Um, And while it's also nutritionally dense, contains a lot of vitamin B and E and magnesium and iron and calcium, it's actually surprisingly high in calcium. It's also nutritionally dense because it contains what we now refer to as quote unquote good fats. It should definitely have a a sticky and silky mouthfeel. And I have definitely been noticing with some of the the newer tahinis, that there are some differences in the texture.
0: And what about bitterness? Because I associate tahini a little bit with bitterness, and I may have never had good tahini, to be perfectly honest.
1: I don't think the bitterness is necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about having a sesame cookie, there is a bit of bitterness on the back, and mm-hmm. it's certainly concentrated in that form. But I would agree that the pure the product, um, the less bitter it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, we're seeing all kinds of small-batch tahini showing up. Can you give us some idea of some names of people who are making the good stuff? Sure.
1: Um, Michael of the chef of Zahav Restaurant in Philadelphia, which was the first Israeli restaurant to win a James Beard Award, he commissioned a local company to make tahini for his restaurant, and it's called Sum Foods. Sum Sum is sesame in Hebrew, so sum is a take on the word for sesame in Hebrew, and it's a company run by three sisters, and they create two kinds of tahini at this point. They create a a traditional tahini and also what they call a chocolate sesame butter, which is really delicious. Now that seems like a good
0: idea. (laughs)
1: It's really amazing, and, you know, when you taste it, it it calls to mind all kinds of Proustian things for me, one of which is Nutella and another Mm -hmm. is something called chocolate spread, which is a staple in Israel, which is kind of like Nutella without the nuts. It's just a pure sort of chocolate spread. And then there's another company that's producing artisanal tahini in New York, Seed & Mill. They're based in Chelsea Market, and it's three friends who became business partners and saw uh, a rising interest in products using sesame. They sell traditional tahini, which has the hulls removed, but they also sell a whole grain tahini, which means that the hulls or the darker brown, small, tiny shells are still intact on top of the sesame seeds. And that has a darker color and a slightly different texture. And they also sell what's called green tahini, which is ubiquitous at falafel shops in Israel. And it's tahini that has been mixed with salt and potentially a little bit of olive oil, and also, most importantly, green herbs like cilantro and parsley. So it's like a bit of a dressing that you can just use many different ways.
0: Sounds delicious. And it reminds you how flexible tahini really can be. Oh, my
1: gosh. It's incredible.
0: So give me some ideas for things that we can do with tahini besides putting it on my delicious falafel sandwich.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that I really enjoy in Israel is um, on my soft serve tart frozen yogurt they have tahini in a squeeze jar and you can squeeze it right on the frozen yogurt. So it's a great thing to put on ice cream and it kind of sort of freezes up a little bit, almost like a magic shell, except much healthier. Um, another thing you can do is cloak fish in tahini and roast it like a fish fillet. And it sort of has a similar effect to baking fish and salt. It creates a crust. And the only difference is that this is a crust that you can eat. It gets kind of a little bit charred around the edges, and it hardens up a little, and it does have the um, effect of keeping all of the juices and the moisture inside of the fish. One of the dishes that really kicked off the tahini trend was something at a restaurant in Jerusalem called Mahne Yuda. Hamshuka is a lamb and chickpea, mixture in a small individual skillet that's baked with a beautiful, rich sort of tahini sauce. And it's just incredible. So the combination of tahini and roasted meat is also really uh, interesting, Mm -hmm. sort of like pairing rich with rich,
0: Mm -hmm. but to
1: to magical effect.
0: It sounds delicious. You know, when I was in Israel, I had someone give me a kind of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but what it was was uh, date molasses with tahini spread on it. And it was pretty dreamy.
1: Yeah. So Ceylon, which is date syrup or date honey or date molasses, is really coming on strong as a sweetener. And it's a real natural pairing with tahini. And another wonderful thing, by the way, is to take medjool dates and pit them and stir them with some tahini and a little bit of cocoa and to create sort of date tahini cocoa truffles, like a real natural, super energy-boosting, really delicious and natural dessert.
0: Oh, I love that idea. Adina, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks so much, Sally. It was great to be here. Adina has so many great tahini ideas, it's not just something that goes into hummus. Adina Sussman is the co-author of Cravings with Chrissy Teigen and America's Best Breakfast with Lee Brian Schrager. Put that good tahini to work with a recipe from Chef Elizabeth Faulkner. It is one of the best falafels we've ever tasted and you can find it at splendidtable.org.